Before we jump into this episode of That's a Good Question, this week's episode addresses a sensitive topic that might not be appropriate for young ears. This would be a great time to put in headphones or to listen to the episode before you let young ones listen. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome to That's a Good Question, a podcast of Peace Church. This is a place where we answer questions about the Christian faith in plain language. I'm John, I get to serve as a pastor here at Peace, and I also get to serve as the weekly host of this show. You can always submit questions to peacechurch.cc slash questions. And today, I am here with PB. Hey, so good to be with you, John. Thanks for asking me to come. Yeah, thanks for being this here. So PB, just so everybody knows, stands for Pastor, pastor Bob. Bob. Yeah, yeah. We call him PB. I, sometimes when I see Pastor Bob written somewhere in an email or something, I don't know who they're talking about. For a <laughs> well, minute. you know, people have said to me too, oh, hi, Pastor PB. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's all right. That's all right. We'll, it's a we'll double confusing them up here. sometimes. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you. Yeah. So PB serves as our care pastor here at Peace Church and uh, has just had a long career of serving as a pastor, getting to walk people through difficult life situations and especially thinking it through a question like what we're talking about today. Yeah. So, uh, Producer Mitchell, you want to give us the question for today? <clears throat> yep. Here we go. How do we forgive someone who has hurt us badly? Abuse, affair are two examples they give. What if a person doesn't want anything to do with us? Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Powerful question. And basically, it sounds to me, two parts, two key parts that we'll talk about is the, you know, the first half is how do you forgive somebody? And then, so let's tackle that. Okay. And then we'll get to what do you do if after you've forgiven them, if they don't want anything to do with you? So let's just talk about that first part there. How do you forgive somebody? Well, I think that's, that's a really fair question. But I always was wondering, and I think we got a little bit of background. Um, is it someone who's still around? Mm-hmm. Is it a relative? Um, or is it someone who's passed away? Or whatever it may be. But I think there is that possibility when you say, how do I forgive this person? Um, let me go to the negative first. The negative is sometimes we say forgive and forget. Mm. And that it, that's not healthy. Mm. Um, and secondly, um, from a negative is that we think, we need to forgive because we're a Christian, which is true, but I don't think it really solves the issue of even dealing with repentance and mm. everything else that comes with that, too. So if we just gloss it over sometimes as a follower of Christ, um, we don't really forgive. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as simple as yes or no. Right. Do I forgive you? And it's a process. Forgiveness isn't just a one-time act, but it's a continual process. When Jesus said to Peter, you know, um, seven times seven, uh, even more. You know, it, it just meaning when there is repentance, then you have the opportunity to forgive, Yeah, you know, and continue because forgiveness never negates the, the natural consequences mm. of the act. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, whatever, the, whatever has arisen from this person uh, has affected them and where they're at in their walk too. So, yeah. So to talk about just real quickly, you mentioned a scripture passage and yeah, I was going to bring it. So some of the key passages that you could look at what well, you referenced already. So Matthew 18 verses 21 to 35 is Jesus's parable about uh, the unforgiving servant. And then right before that, what leads into that parable is his comment to Peter. Uh, Peter says, you know, how often should I forgive my brother when he sins against me? And Jesus says, uh, I do not say seven times, but 77 times. So that's that passage. And then there's a few other passages in scripture that talk about this. One is Ephesians four thirty two. Uh, where the Apostle Paul says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. 
So scripture, you know, grounds it in God's forgiveness for us leads to us forgiving other people. So there's some key passages that come into play. Can I give one more? Yeah. Luke chapter 17, verses three and four. And it says, pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if repents, forgive him. Mm. You know, and then it says, and if he sins against you seven times in the day, turns and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. That's a, those are powerful passages. Yeah. Because when you look at the word, even rebuke, it's all about reconciliation of relationships. Mm. You know, and I don't, I think sometimes we don't know when that person, that we've hurt someone. And other times, like this question, they, they know pretty much when it was done too. Mm. Right. So you brought in a really key element uh, that I don't think it gets talked about enough in forgiveness is the idea of repentance. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit more about how that fits oh, in? My word, repentance is such a hard thing. Um, it is about saying, I was wrong and I'm not going to go that way again, but it's our sinful nature that leads us to do it again, unfortunately. So I, I must confess, I have had to repent quite a few times mm -hmm. over some things. I know the rest of you two guys are perfect. You've never had to do that. <laughs> you know, but um, but just to saying when God convicts you of something, then it becomes necessary that I go to that person, even though I don't I didn't mean it with the intent to hurt. There's sometimes that I have to repent from that, too. Yeah. In fact, when I was kind of just reviewing this today and thinking about this, God brought up a situation that I need to approach a man and ask him for mm. forgiveness. But I thought I had dealt with it. And God was saying, hmm, you didn't deal with it. You need to get this right. And it really came with the fact that of rebuking which is a loving charge. It's not a harsh thing. It's about loving. God loved that other person so much that he just willingly went to rebuke and restore mm. the relationship. So let's talk about that. If, would you mind walking us through an example? And, you know, the example given by the listener question here is, is a very intense, powerful one. But it, let's just start with like, I hate to call it lesser, but a less, a le you know, maybe a lesser example. Let's say, you know, let's say, you know, there's, a, there's some kind of conflict in, in a relationship between you and another person. Uh, somebody says something hurtful, something mean, okay, and you got to walk through the process. Do you mind just, just kind of like walk us through what that sure. would look like? I, I think part of it is, and this has just been what I've tried to learn over the years, is I have to determine why am I offended by that? What really happened? And was it with malice that they said that? Or was it just an offhanded thing that they did? If it was with intent, then I, I think the responsibility I have on my part is to approach that person. When I am hurt, I need to go to that person because if I value the relationship enough, I want to restore it. I, I want it to happen in such a way. So, so it is the fact of saying, okay, God, why am I hurt? Why am I be defensive here? And then if he reveals like, okay, you have legitimate cause to do that, then approach that person and say, okay, you know what? What you said hurt me. And either they'll say, well, I didn't mean it or whatever. I, I've been known over the past hmm, so many years, I won't tell you how many, um, to be the one to use a phrase, I was just kidding. Mm. And in Proverbs 26, it says like the man throwing firebrands and swords is the one who says, I was just kidding. Mm. And God really convicted me because my words, I would say something, I would say something to you, John. And then I go, oh, I'm just kidding. Well, there's always <laughs> truth in jest, right? Yeah, right. There's always truth in jest. So it is that fact of saying, you know what? I, I need to stop that. Well, in saying that, it's just a fact of being able to say, I, I just want to, um, I want to be able to say, here's repentance and you know what, let's go on and let me approach that person in a way that is loving and caring. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so what if, you know, you, you approach the person who's wronged you, what if they don't repent? 
Mm. What, how does what happens next? Well, you know, I mean, we can look at Matthew 18 and it says if it if it's a sin, yeah. that's the difference too, a sure. sin. So if it's a sin, then you have a route to go with Matthew 18. But if it's just an offense, like maybe wasn't a sin, then I think there's a choice on my part to say, mm. you know what, Lord, I, I'm going to give this to you and I'm not going to pursue it any further. I, I, I can't. I can't let it. Because I have let things in the past when there has been something that someone has done to me dominate my life mm. and control my thoughts. And it's there every day until I it can really offer forgiveness. So I think once we can give it away and say, okay, God, it's yours. I'm done. Now, let's be honest. It may take every day to do it. It may take 10 sure. times a day, but at least you're going to the right place with it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's really good. So, so I think that's a great kind of just a walkthrough of how we, how we handle that kind of on an everyday basis. So now to kind of ratchet it back up a notch to where, you know, the person asking the question brought it of, you know, what if you've got, such a painful, grievous situation as abuse or an affair, um, you know, in that situation. So what do you think? How do you face that situation so, of forgiveness? I, I was molested when I was a child. And he was a f- friend of the family, uh, my parents. And I, I, I knew him. Um, but for many, many years, he molested me. Um, and it wasn't until I was probably, I don't know, in my early 30s that I was finally able to forgive him. Now, how did I do that? Um, I was so angry. I was so angry at him and what he did. But God said, you need to forgive him. I said, but he never asked for repentance. He's never asked for forgiveness. He didn't think he did anything wrong. So what did I need to do? I just had to say, in fact, I ended up writing him a letter and spelled all the things out that he did. And then, you know, said, Listen, I forgive you. And I never mailed it to him, mm. never mailed it to him. But it was really healing and cathartic for me to be able to s- verbalize it to him. Well, there is, there is a price to pay when you offend or you sin in s- such a situation like we have right now. And so that relationship that I n- had with this man was never restored to where it was. In fact, at one point, he wanted to take my boys with him on a road trip. And I said, no. Not going to happen because so you reap what you sow. And so because of that, so I think forgiveness for this person, um, obviously God ordained, you have to really seek. Don't do it because it's the thing that you have to do, but really wrestle with it and then be able to say, if you can approach that person, but if you can't, then you have to make that conscious decision to say, I will forgive. And forgiveness, we've heard this too. Forgiveness doesn't make what they've done right. It just sets you free. And I think that's the whole thing. I can think of many people who have offered forgiveness. They still remember the situation, but they don't remember the pain of the situation. So PB, would you say the goal in, in seeking forgiveness is restoring the relationship back to how it was, or can that be different in a biblical context? I think it, I think it, number one, depends on the relationship, obviously, and I think it can be different. I don't think that all relationships are going to be restored to where they were once. You know, if there is an abuse, I'm sorry, that person has to pay the price for what they did. Um, If there was an affair, yeah, there can be, you can be healing. I know of couples who have healed tremendously from affairs, Um, but that takes time. 
you know, for that to happen too. And so, um, but I do think that there are some people that it's, you're never going to have the relationship that you had before with them. Yeah. And, and that's, that's only wise, right? Yeah. I mean, if somebody has proven that they can do something terrible like yeah. that, then it's only wise to say, I'm not going to put the, put myself or, you know, in your case, your, your children yeah. in a, another situation where that could happen. That's just, that's good wisdom to not put it. And I, I've heard some people unfortunately say, well, true forgiveness would be to act as if it had never happened and, and not have any of those boundaries, but that's just not the case. No, no, yeah. no. And I think, I think it's a protection thing for us personally. And then obviously it's a protection for them, even though they don't want that protection, mm. the offender, it's to protect them from um, just being aware and, and saying, okay, you're, oh, why are they putting up these boundaries? Well, here's what you've done. And I think it means that we have to, we have to confront when we can, you know, and no one, the offender doesn't like that, but it needs to happen if, if it's very possible, you know, and I'm sure you two have known other people where someone has done something and then the person has passed away that has done it and you can't forgive. But if, if there's any way possible to forgive and they don't offer repentance, you still need to forgive. So, well, and like you said, that's um, some of that is between you and the person. That's kind of the person to person reconciliation aspect of it. But some of that is simply between you and God, right? Uh, having a right heart before the Lord that has offered up at least right. that forgiveness, even right. if there's not reciprocation on the yeah, other side. Exactly, exactly. So, forgiveness is is tough, but um, I I don't think we should minimize the offense either. I think sometimes we go like, oh, they didn't really mean that, or then all of a sudden you see the relationship change. And it's like, oh, maybe they did mean that. So ne never minimize it. Um, and then I think I said this before, but in a different way, forgiving for our own sake. You know, okay, I'm just going to forgive. Well, I think that's a little bit passive aggressive too. You know, we, mm -hmm. we don't really forgive and we just move on and don't really deal with it either. Yeah, that's a great point. You know. Yeah, totally. So in thinking about if somebody's listening to this and they're, um, they're in the tragic and painful situation of they, you know, they have an abuser in their life. Um, some of the things I just want to be clear about that we're saying to them is number one, we're saying, you know, abuse is not okay. You shouldn't continue in that situation, submit to that situation. We want you to get help, uh, find a place to go, wh whatever it takes to get out of that situation. Um, and after that, we're, we're saying then there are some steps to consider and how you can offer forgiveness and yet also protect yourself, right, um, exactly. not enter back into an abusive situation. Right, right. And you, and obviously that person will know there will be some telltale signs that they would say, I'm not getting back into that at all. Because if, if you don't deal with the situation at all, you're really able to fall back into a situation and maybe not with that person, but with another person. So you really want to be careful to say, what was it? Think it through. And then can I, if I can encourage Find someone else that you trust that will walk with you through that. Don't try to do it alone. Oh, it's so hard. I don't care if it's a guy or a gal. Try to find someone else or a group of people that will help you that you can be vulnerable enough with to say, I, I need some help. And don't keep it silent. Please don't keep it silent. Just make sure that they are aware and other people are aware of it, that they will walk with you through it too. I think there's great support. Proverbs tells us that there's... Um, great confidence in the wisdom of many counselors, you know? And so when you have other people walk with you and the reality is other people will see some things that we may not see in the relationship either. And so they can help in that way. Yeah. Those are some really wise steps. 
One last thing, and then let's talk about the second half of the question. One last thing, obviously, to, to keep in mind, and then we talked about this at the beginning, was all the passages about forgiveness in Scripture point us back to the original story of forgiveness, which is God's forgiveness for us, um, that we were forgiven of immense sin. And so um, because of that, God calls us likewise to forgive others. Uh, but as we've said, there's some wise steps you can also put in place to right, right. future harm. Yeah, the, the whole God, God gave us the plan. He demonstrated the plan and said, Here, here's how you're going to forgive, because I'm going to send you my son to die for you, and you will have forgiveness of your sins. And he's like, this is the process that you go through. Now, walk in it. You know, you read the passage in Ephesians 4, which is, I think, is a wonderful passage. You know, and when we talk about forgiving one another, it's one of those great reciprocal um, promises and commands that we, we have to do, as hard as it is. I yep. will tell you... Um, there's been times in our marriage that I would say to my bride, well, you need to forgive me because the Bible says you have to. <laughs> and she would look at me and says, you haven't repented yet. <laughs> mm, nice. So, but it's been, uh, it's been really good to, to walk with her in this times because we both have experienced things as a pastor. Unfortunately, I think I was hurt more by the sheep than I were by people outside the church. Sure. But, uh, and practice forgiveness from that standpoint. But yeah. I think, Forgiveness also involves humility. Yeah. Being humble enough to be able to say, okay, I, I, I know I need to forgive and not be prideful. So definitely. That's great. So uh, briefly with the time we have left, the second half of the question is, so what if you have forgive, forgiven somebody? What if you have forgiven somebody? And even though we've forgiven them, they don't want anything to do with us. Are we supposed to do something about that? What is sort of my part and what is their part in healing the relationship after forgiveness? So there's a verse in Romans, I think, that says, uh, as much as possible, be at peace with all men. Yeah. So if they've done their part and asking for forgiveness and being able to, you know, demonstrate all of that and the other person doesn't want it, then there's not a whole lot that you can do, in my opinion, to restore that relationship. Yes, you want it to be there. You want it to happen. But, you know, you do your part. God does the changing of the heart. It, you know, you can't do that. I can't change anything about another person, and this person can't either. And it's unfortunate that it's not restored, but as long as they're confident in what they've done, it's as much as they can do. And it may be saying, God, is there more than I need to do? Or it's just saying, I know what I've done. I'm not going to go any farther. Yeah. You know, and so, and that, that makes me sad. Yeah. That that relationship is just totally gone, you know? Yeah. But that's, that's kind of the, you know, we can each only own our part, right? There's the part that you're responsible for, and that's the part you can, you can own. So if you've right. offered up forgiveness, you would love further reconciliation, but yeah. that takes two parties. Well, and I think that's the, that's the goal, you know, is just total reconciliation. But it, it's, it's not real. It's not, I'm, I shouldn't say it's not real. It's not always attainable in the relationship. PB, brother, thanks for the conversation. Thank and good. thanks so much for sharing. We appreciate yeah. it a lot. You bet. So, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have an awesome week. You can find That's a Good Question at resoundmedia.cc or wherever you listen to podcasts.